Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5. 30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Yes, the windmills are dead. Long live the whales and dolphins. Hunter Biden's corruption is heating up. And uh, Donald Trump, another effort to keep him off the ballot, fails so far. But the fight is far from over. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 30 minutes of nonstop talk for you. I am live today in Atlantic City, New Jersey at Il Capriccio Restaurant for the Republican County Chairman's event during the League of Municipalities, 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. It's great to be here. So two Saturdays ago, I was in Gloucester County. My buddy Mike Donahue, the chairman of the Cape May County Republican Party, was there. I said, you know what, Donahue, I, I want to come to this event. This is, these are my people, uh, but I got to do a live show. He said, well, what if we can set you up with a, a, a remote broadcast at the event? I said, let's make it happen. Of course, we don't plan well in advance. So I didn't get any signs. I didn't get a second microphone. So he's sitting across the table from me, literally calling into the show to talk on the air. So let me welcome to the show, Chairman Michael Donahue. How are you, my friend? There's a will, there's a way, brother. <laughs> Hopefully the background noise isn't too bad, but it's a good problem to have. It's packed to the rafters. How about it? It is very packed in here. Congratulations. Uh, double congratulations for you, because you were the special counsel for Cape May County, New Jersey. And you guys fought the fight, and you won, and you beat Orsted, and you saved a lot of whales, and you saved a lot of dolphins, you saved tourism, you saved the Jersey Shore. So congratulations, my friend. Thanks, thanks. And, uh, you know, we're still going. The fight's not over. It's a two-and-a-half-year effort of fighting them on every front and you know, coordinating the grassroots group from, you know, save, save LBI, you know, and protect closely Jersey, bring it, defend Brigantine Beach, and, and others, and litigating on every front of the ship. So we've got two appeals pending out of the BPU scam process that they ran there. It's, I mean, I'll say it's a kangaroo court. You know, when you have judges sitting with window and the telephones on, uh, you know, you know what side they're on. So those appeals are still pending. We have a massive suit in the federal court, which we dropped, and two weeks later, we're still in that town. So, you know, we were one of the straws, I believe, that broke that camel's back. The industry, they've moved too fast. They can't do what they promised. It, it's all a pig and a poke. It's all about money. There's actually anything green about it is taxpayers' dollars. Billions of dollars in tax cuts used. And, you know, we pulled the curtain back on the wizard, and it's all just about money. It's about grab taxpayer subsidies as fast as you can, 
build as fast as we can, you know, destroy Earth's environment. And it's, and it's whole construct about climate change. We know that's false. The Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, federal agency in charge of stuff, said it's not going to help with climate change. So, listen, a lot of people who are involved in that, but it's a big, big deal. That Ocean Wind 1, Ocean Wind 2 will not be built. At least nobody that's not by work there that is there on, on a, they're on a small boat on the way back to Copenhagen. And uh, we're happy to see them go. <laughs> The uh, the effort too to beat it though it was amazing to me how the president of the United States the governor of New Jersey didn't listen to any of the local officials it was just a complete they tried to just ramroad this through billions of dollars in taxpayer dollars uh, the rates would go go up it's funny too it, it says a lot about educating voters right because I think when the project first started. It sounded great to a lot of people. They thought, oh, look, wind, yeah, we won't even see them. It'll be great. They learned about it. They learned about the cost. They learned about the effects. The whales and dolphins start watching them on the beaches, and they realize this is a disaster. You guys were able to mobilize grassroots people to speak up, and so then you started getting mayors and council people and county commissioners and local elected officials. You had people uh, who live in Pennsylvania with shore houses in New Jersey speaking out. I mean, it became a loud banging of the drum there's a lesson in that, right? There's a lesson in the fact that when we can mobilize the grassroots, we can win. We can do it. Well, listen, we were up against the most powerful forces there are. The President of the United States, the Governor of the State of New Jersey, the State. But I would say that, and I mean it sincerely, God bless the whales and doctors. Nobody wanted to see them dying. I'm still convinced it had something to do with the wind survey. But that really crystallized the focus of people on the ground. And here's what happened. Once they tuned in and said, oh my God, the whales and dolphins are being killed, then they realized all the other problems with these projects and how environmentally damaging they are. I mean, look, it's easy to visualize, right? Take hundreds of thousands of acres of the ocean floor and destroy it. Just wipe it out. Put these windows in it, boulder fields, shower fields, they call them. What is that going to do to our environment, to our fisheries, to our crammers, to our scalpers, to that whole industry? And the tourism industry, and we, you know, in Cayman County, Atlantic County as well. We, combined, we spend over 14, it's over a $14 billion economy, tourism. And it's, they're estimated to, to cause at least a 15% reduction in tourism. We do that. I mean, that's hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. So the whales, I, I say it again, with God bless them, they, you know, I tell me that they sacrifice themselves to like, bring attention to this issue. <laughs> Sounds crazy, but it's like a Star Trek movie or something. Like the whales are like, hey, we gotta we gotta stop this thing. How do we do it? And that know, was a that Star happened. Trek movie, I think. I, it literally it was. was. It was yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so look it, it was it was a huge win in a battle in a long war. Atlantic Shores is right off here, right off the coast of Atlantic City. They see it from Cape County. It's the same type of project, same problems environmentally, same problems when it comes to tourism. Uh, Mayor Vince Sowell and Brigantine, which is not far from Atlantic City, as you know, has been leading the charge up here in Arizona. It's up for me. I'm the only person can say that. But, you know, we are now kind of training the guns a little bit in this direction, figuring out how we can help, how we can do what we did there. And I'll tell you, I've gotten calls from, from Nantucket, from Rhode Island, from California, from Maine saying, how, how did you do it? How did, what did you do? So I've been talking to a lot of people and sort of like, what did you play this? But did we single-handedly drive with town? No. But have we not been 
fighting them on every front and telling them, hey, you're not getting a pass. It's going to take litigation for you to even get a permit to open the road. And I think that was part of their consideration. Like, look, we're already in a hole here at $2.8 billion. Now we're staring down all this litigation. And by the way, if we, State May County, in a, a clean ocean action and the fisheries are part of this federal suit, if we won on one issue, it, it was a multi-year setback for them. So I, I believe strongly on the airstage in my group that what we have done uh, on the legal front, what we did on the ground with all of these organic grassroots groups, it was a, a major factor in their decision, saying, you know what, we need to, we need to get out of New Jersey. It ain't working. Yeah. And thank God. And, you know, so it's one battle and a long war. We'll, we'll keep going. Uh, Michael Donahue is with me. He's the chairman of the Cape May County Republican Party. Uh, there's a lot of unity in the room tonight. You have, uh, I think, about a dozen county chairs on the invitation for this event, which is great. I'm honored to be here. You and I go back, I think, probably 20 years or so. I mean, we, we've been in the fight together. We've been in the trenches together. What happened this last election with that phantom Fugazi candidate, this Giuseppe Costanzo? What a sin. I mean, what a sin how the Democrats were able to orchestrate that stunt. I met a guy last week, Mike. He came up to me. I knew him before, but came up to me and said, Rich, I fell for it. I, I didn't know. I hadn't heard you talk about it yet. And I went and I voted for him. Uh, they, they really pulled a fast one here with that. And I talked to Don Purdy, the chairman of the Atlanta County Republican Party, about this. And we can't let this go. We got to push back. We got to fight back. There's got to be some justice here in all this. Well, look, I think it's probably across the board. You hear people talk about um, the vote by mail problem. It's a problem. I think we go about the wrong way, and I don't believe you're listening with my ideas. But I think in that instance, in every instance, we've got to stop getting out work on that stuff. And what it is is there's low propensity voters, and the Democrats are five, six years ahead of us, right? So they said, hey, those people don't vote. They hardly ever vote. So let's put a ballot on their kitchen table that we can right. go pick up from them, right? They're, they're kicking ass with it. That's what they say. Trump says, oh, they stole the election. Well, they did, but they did it by changing the law. So they just, you know, that's not technically fact. You know, if you make you change the law, so you can steal somebody's car, you're not committing grand theft auto. Uh, but we got to catch up. We got to catch up. And I think we will. That's what sort of being here tonight is about and to a great extent. You know, we as a group of chairs have looked at it and said, hey, we want to supplement what's being done statewide. We're going to look at NDGC. We're going to look at uh, the Assembly and the Senate Republicans and say, we need to really focus. We need to get this group together and say, hey, some of us have resources we can bring. You know, some of us are giving the money to a district that's in North Jersey and North Chapter. We have experience. We run campaigns. We know how to do this. We go into places where they don't know how to do that and teach them how to do it. These are the kind of things we want to do and we will be doing. We did it in this cycle. We're just getting started. And as you might have heard me say, people are telling the story of this election as, oh, well, the Democrats really... No, no, this is the story of this election. We were fighting in places where two or three years ago we couldn't even find candidates. And not only did we fight in those places, we came down close to winning. So, you know, that world of South Jersey is on notice. This is the beginning. We're going to be in every election from here on out. This group of chairs is going to try to help wherever we can. And as you know, we, we were heavily involved in this before in Washington County and other places. And it made a difference. So we've now seen that we can move the noodle. We didn't get it there. That wasn't going to happen everywhere in this first, first try. 
I mean, you know, you talk about, go back, like, when I first became a chairman, everybody thinks Clinton has this red model. It's not. We had powerful in Democrats and polls, and we just went at it, and we just fought, and we worked on the ground, and we took those towns. And now both of them have a Republican solid uh, unanimous majority, and there was no opposition there. You know, so that's, we're just getting started in this, but I think that's really what people have to understand. People are down about this before, down about Gloucester County, and what happened at eight. I get it. And it hurts. Look, you know, I ran for assembly twice and I lost. It's not, it sucks. It's a terrible feeling. Uh, but you move on and, and, and you keep fighting. And every one of the candidates that's here tonight, they're all here. All the, all the guys who didn't quite make it, all the ladies who didn't quite make it, they're all here. And we've all talked. And they're right back in the game. It's a week later and they're here in the United States at this event talking about organizing for next year. So I'm excited about it. You know, with Tom Purdy and Sean Golden and Sean Irwin and Linda Donaldson and Tom Crow and Laura Lee and Keith Jones. And we had a great group, Rob Benzabanga. And, and we're adding to it. More chairs are coming to say, hey, I want to be a part of it. And it's not a slight to anybody. Now, we're here to help. We're here to help win elections. We're here to help drive a statewide message. We're here to go anywhere in the state that we can help. So I appreciate you being here. We all do. And, well, uh, you know, it's my and, honor. Uh, it's my honor, my friend. Chairman Mike Donahue, congrats on fighting the windmill people and winning. It's a big win, buddy. Congrats on a great event. I'll let you get back to it. Thank you for the cheese, by the way, and the gabagool. It was very delicious. Mike, somebody called me Michael Don Quixote here. Yeah, yeah, so I'll take that. The savior of the whales and dolphins, ladies and gentlemen, himself, Michael Donahue. Thank you, buddy. Uh, 855-839-1210, live from Il Capriccio in Atlantic City, New Jersey, for the Republican Chairman's event at the League of Municipalities. This room is packed. Very enthusiastic people, and uh, it's great to be here. It really is. It's a lot of fun. We're talking about a lot of different things, but I want to make sure we cover all the issues of the day today. And with that, I have some audio that I wanted to share with you. So I sent this to Matt DeSantis earlier in the show today. Uh, this is um, a clip here of... Let's see if I can find this for you. A, a fight that almost broke out in a Senate hearing. This is Mark Wayne Mullen, who read a tweet from a Teamster boss by the name of Sean O'Brien. And uh, he challenged <laughs> this guy Mullen to a fight. Mullen said he was ready to settle things right here, right now. Now, it got a little bit crazy. The reason why it got a little bit nuts is because Megaphone Bernie was in the room. And Bernie Sanders had to be the peacemaker. In addition to Bernie Sanders being the perv, Megaphone Bernie being the perv, pervy Bernie, Megaphone Bernie also today had to be the peacemaker. St. Bernard, truly St. Bernard Sanders. Take a listen. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself. And my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Stop it. Is that your Sorry. solution? Every problem. No, no. Sit down. No, you're a clown. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Schiff. it. Hold it. 
If we can't, no, I have the mic. I'm sorry. This is what he said. You'll have your time. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. (laughs) This is a hearing. Uh, your senator, sit down, sit down. Don't, hey, 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 don't make me smack you. Hey, sit down. Bernie the Peacemaker, St. Bernard. Look at that, huh? Amazing. By the way, Mark Wayne Mullen would have destroyed that guy. Oh, and Harpy, right? Yeah, he looks shredded. And the Teamster boss. Don't make me smack you on the ass like I do to my new interns that I get from Mount Holyoke College, where I do the Sanders initiation. Sit down, I say, and twirl around. Who knew Bernie Bernie Sanders making peace? I like it. You saved the day. If he had to, though, I don't think that feeble old Bernie Sanders would have been able to, you know, break these two apart. Oh, I disagree. See, Bernie <laughs> has more power than you know. He's Does driven. He? Oh, yeah. He's driven by the power of Karl, Karl Marx. <laughs> I have Marxism running in my blood. I am the incarnation of Lenin and Che Guevara and uh, also that hot broad on QVC. I have all their uh, coursing through my veins. No, that's the truth about Megaphone Bernie. People don't realize that. I didn't realize that. He has four that. houses, too, you know. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. And he's a, and he's a millionaire, too. Uh, yeah. I am, and I speak for all of the people out there who are millionaires, self-hating millionaires. And uh, we are the worst people ever that said, uh, I don't want to pay any more taxes. But I'll make you pay more taxes. But for me, I got a great accountant. He's a good guy from Brooklyn, Bensonhurst. You know what I mean? Remember when someone accused him of having a net worth of $15 million and he, he said he didn't? And then he they went, asked whoa, him. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have to understand I have my Bernie's children pop up books. They're different from the pop up books I use at the sororities when I'm recruiting interns. Those pop up in a different way, if you understand. Ugh. Ba 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 ba, ba 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 ba. It's kind of hard to channel megaphone Bernie in a room full of Republican County chairmen, but somehow we managed to do it, right? <laughs> it sounds like that place is heating up. It's packed. Well, I mean, it's free free booze. Right? Yeah, it's, that's a, true. it's a thing. I mean, you know, who's turning down free booze? Uh, this very rarely happens, but I want to say, I want to acknowledge two people on Twitter. So normally, Ellie, Corvette Trixie, sends us breaking news during the show. And I am always appreciative of that. She does a great job. However, this time around, Ellie must not have been listening yesterday because she just tweeted me out a report that the Institute for Justice has filed a lawsuit against the state of New Jersey alleging that a secret secret government program is allowing for the harvesting and saving of newborn blood without the knowledge or consent of the baby's parents. Trixie, I love you. But yesterday on the show, we had on the attorney in that case representing my friends Erica and Jeremy Jeniak. Uh, and we talked about it yesterday at what time was it Matt DeSantis? 3.40 I believe if yeah, that's 340, right. 3.40 I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was uh, Brian Morris of the Institute for Justice. So there you go. Uh, Johnny Cook. Podcasted Johnny, who, by the way. Podcasted. Go download it. Perhaps we should we should uh, tag Ellie Corvette Trixie in the podcast. What do you think? Yeah we can do that. Johnny Cook who uh, very rarely ever admits that he was wrong. And he still sort of doesn't here in this tweet. But (laughs) he is always the first one to tell me when I'm wrong. 
uh, he tweets out this. He said, um, I didn't care about the speaker fight, but ever since, McCarthy's been a whiny little B. Thanks, Matt Gates. See, Johnny, that's sort of admitting you were wrong and you should have cared. Because Representative Tim Burchett accuses bully Kevin McCarthy of attacking him in the Capitol hallway. So this story is making news right now that Kevin McCarthy apparently shoved somebody. So I think what's happening is that Kevin McCarthy is having a little bit of a, like he's having a, a moment, you know what I mean? He's a little a butthurt is the word, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not the word I would choose, but. I'm just saying, he's a little butthurt. Oh, to add to what I said earlier about the black vote, let me just point this out to you. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who is running as an independent, has the potential to steal votes from Donald Trump. But he also, of course, has the potential to steal votes from Joe Biden. Uh, According to a story from Fox News, NBA and NFL stars are backing uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., including NBA legend John Stockton, says he believes Kennedy has been put on this planet for just this moment of time. So... As a lot of these, uh, we talk about Biden and the lack of enthusiasm for him among the black folk. He's losing black voters, why it matters. The question that I have is, do you think that these black voters might choose a third party candidate? They, 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 won't, they may not vote for Trump, possible, won't vote for Biden, and then they'll go third party. And as we've seen before with third party, they can, it's just kind of a waste of vote. So that's what happens. Uh, Commissioner Troy, Frank Troy, I don't know if you can hear me, but uh, my buddy was just uh, here a second ago. He's an often frequent caller to the show. Let's see if I can get him on the show for us here. It's always fun when people that call the show also are here in person, Matt DeSantis, don't you think? So you know Frank from Haddonfield, right? Yes. Let's see if we can get him on the line here. And uh, he often calls in with his stupid comments, but he's here in person. I always, it's always awesome to meet, uh, well, I guess you know these people, uh, you know these people, but I, I didn't know a lot of people prior to like the Cape May broadcast, for uh, yeah. for example. So I'll see a lot of tweets and, and or, you know, screen phone calls, and it's nice to put a, a face to the name. It's like Road Warrior, when he complains in public. <laughs> I still um, don't even know if I officially met Road Warrior at the Cape May broadcast. You, you didn't you didn't meet him? I don't know. I so if he if he did come up, he didn't introduce himself to me as Road Warrior. So I don't actually know for certain. I know he was there, and oh. I, I, he was at like a table kind of towards the back. So I never got a good glimpse of him. But um, yes, I, I'm slightly devastated because he, he, I don't think he ever did introduce himself to me. At least not as Road Warrior. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If he did introduce himself to you and you forgot, you're going to hear about it in about 30 <laughs> seconds on Twitter. Well, to be clear, he's going to mock me on Twitter in 30 seconds, regardless of what I had to say. Uh, well, it's, it's his favorite thing to do. <laughs> and I'm going to defend him, just for the record. <laughs> but yeah, the Road record. Warriors, uh, one of the, the best uh, best Twitter people that, that we have. And uh, I was excited to meet him, and I don't even know if I did. <laughs> uh, now, the, the only saving grace... For Matt DeSantis as the executive producer of the show is that he he was able to pretend that he got Tulsi Gabbard on the show. Now he didn't get Tulsi Gabbard on the show. I technically did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't. You I didn't. did. Multiple times, might I add. Come back, Frank. Here. Uh, so Frank from Haddonfield, just stick around for two minutes. Just wait. I'm going to take a break and just wait for two minutes. But here's Tulsi Gabbard talking about Trump's opponents, what they're saying about Trump's opponents, and the truth of the matter is. What they're saying about him is literally what they're doing to Donald Trump at this very, very moment. 
Here is Tulsi Gabbard, who was on the show. No thanks to my executive producer, Matt DeSanctitraitorous. <laughs> Cut number seven. What stood out to me was look at Letitia James and this smirk she had on her face when Don Jr. took the stand. You know, first it was that judge with a goofy smile, that anger on, and now um, you see these political prosecutions are, are, are what they are, persecutions. It, it, it is another example of their hypocrisy. In one breath, they talk about defending democracy, and we heard Jen Psaki on MSNBC saying, you know, if you elect Trump, you're going to undermine the rule of law and throw his political opponents in jail. Look at what they are doing right now, and you see that in the smirk on uh, Letitia James' face. They know exactly what they're doing, undermining the rule of law to try to make it so that voters Voters don't have the opportunity her, to decide who they want to vote for. Yeah, well, look, they're enjoying every every minute of this, but I think less and less people I think put more stock more in this in this these types of prosecutions. And the American people aren't stupid. They think that we are and that they can just get away with this, but I think the American people are seeing exactly what they're doing, that the Democrat establishment is going after Trump because they're afraid of him, and they cannot challenge him on substance, whether it's the economy, securing the border, or foreign policy and the issues of peace and war. There you go. And good for her. Good for her for saying that. I appreciate her saying it. And it would be nice if you said it on this show. But of course, Matt DeSantis has surrendered his executive producer responsibilities. He figures that since he wasn't able to get Tulsi on the first time, why try again? Right. That's not true. She's it is true. I got her times. on. You didn't. You had nothing to do with it. That is not true. You were in the right place at the right time. <laughs> if anything, you didn't have anything to do with it. If anything, it was the Zioli Army uh, listeners uh, tweeting at Tulsi. Uh, it was odd that after all those tweets went through, uh, she she suddenly responded to me. My buddy Rick DeMichel, who is the uh, former Camden County Republican chairman, and DeMichel and DeMichel, compassionate advocates, love you. See you, pal. I'll see you guys. Uh, and actually, it's funny because Rick and I were county chairs together 20 years ago. My, how time flies. Uh, anyway, all right. So we're live at this uh, Republican County Chairman's event in Atlantic City. It's a lot of fun to be here and uh, a lot going on. There's a lot of... Um, Enthusiasm in the room, especially coming after a disappointing election. There's a lot of enthusiasm. Matt DeSantis, I would never say you are the lesser producer. <laughs> I would never say that. It seems strange that you would have to emphasize that you would never say it, but go on. Well, this clip is labeled Vivek to Fredo. And first of all, I want to make it very clear. I've never called the lesser Cuomo Fredo. I called him what he is, the lesser Cuomo. Uh, and he still is. I'm sorry, but the love gov still still reigns supreme as far as Cuomo's go. But nevertheless, Vivek Ramaswamy was on with the lesser Cuomo, and he called out the lesser Cuomo uh, to a big degree. Now, the lesser's playing this game where he's trying to become relevant again, so he says some things, hoping to make some news. But nevertheless, this is an important exchange here. Cut number nine. Ramaswamy, why do you keep going at Nikki Haley? Why do you think this is going to bear fruit? Chris, I don't know what you've been smoking, man. You and the rest of the mainstream media, it's laughable. Nikki Haley's been going after me the whole campaign. First debate, second debate. You know, she's been trailing me for much of the time, but I realize the establishment media has realized that there's a puppet they want to put up. I'm not playing that game. The grassroots of this country know they want a leader who isn't going to send us our sons and daughters to go die in foreign wars that racked up $7 trillion in debt. Dick Cheney 2.0 yeah. has taken over the GOP. Problem is the Democratic establishment media is now rooting for war, too. I'm the only candidate speaking for a true America First agenda on that debate stage, and I think we're going to be successful. Vivek, how are you going to bring people together when you just uh, put together a tapestry of conspiracies? 
You know that I'm not pitching anything about Nikki Haley. What are you she talking about? Come I mean, on my a, show. There's no tapestry. She won't even come on there's my no show. What are you talking about, Pepe? I'm sure she doesn't. Hold on a second. I let you. I let you put it out there, and now you know I get to finish smoking, and now I get to answer, which is. Um, oh, this is what the media is doing, is putting up Nikki Haley it's against me because the they know I'm doing. the real they, they deal. Picked. Please. That's, she hasn't even been the, on my show. I'm just Chris, watching you get you know slapped what? I, around I, I call by that her, Kristen and I'm Welker. wondering what I, your strategy you know, is. The fact of the matter is, Chris, that my strategy is calling out the mainstream media like I did to Kristen Welker at the start of that debate. I asked her about the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, told her to look the audience in the eye and apologize to them. Just like I'll tell you, you're part of the mainstream media, despite pretending like you're not. Look exactly. It's in the eye oh, and tell I'm part of the mainstream for media for all that happened. I'm part Absolutely of the mainstream you media. And you, and you, hey, listen. And you play the listen, same games that the you, rest of the mainstream you, you media don't does. Take care of you're your doing family. it tonight. That's you're, fine. You, Let's stop it right there for a second. Let's stop it. The reason why the lesser Cuomo is at the lesser News Nation, because I, I mean, as much as I hate CNN, let's face it, it's a better gig than News Nation. Let's be honest. The reason why the lesser is at the lesser now is because during the whole Cuomo scandal, in addition to not covering it, which you could argue, okay, fine, you're not going to cover it, your brother, and blah, 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 blah. But he actually ran interference for his brother, the governor of New York, and advised him on how to handle it. This is the problem with the corporate media today. They all have interests, they have agendas, and they pretend like they don't. I have an interest, I have an agenda. You know what my interest is? Defeating Joe Biden defeating tyranny, freedom, liberty, that's my agenda. That's what I'm here for. It's what I do every single day. And I'll call call out other Republicans. You know, I don't know. I mean, there are mainstream conservative Republican hosts out there, I guess, who won't do this. I beat up Nikki Haley earlier in the show, and I'm going to do it again when I come back because she deserves it. Nikki Haley is the worst. I'm telling you right now, she's the worst. I am officially, at this moment in time, saying on record... Nikki Haley should not be the Republican nominee. I have said in the past that I'll back whoever the nominee is. Nikki Haley should not be the Republican nominee. In fact, if tomorrow something happens to Trump, God forbid, I want us to pack back somebody else. Anyone but Nikki Haley. Anyone but Nikki. ABN. Anyone but Nikki. I'm telling you, when I play for you the clip of what she said, she sounds like such an absolute tyrannical left-wing warmonging, warmonger tyrant who would use the police state and use the power of government to shut down free speech of American citizens. I'm going to play this for you, and I'm going to ask you to please trust me on this and say no to Nikki Haley. She will, she will, we will lose. We'll lose. America will lose. Even if we win, we'll lose. And we won't win with Nikki Haley anyway. She's a disaster. She will lose the general election. No, no doubt in my mind about it. But she needs to go. Nikki Haley needs to go. I, I, I have, up until now, I've been patient, and I've said I don't like her, and I haven't really bashed her. But now she deserves to be bashed. Because what she said today is so horrifically chilling and tyrannical. that I can't believe it came out of the mouth of a Republican. And it sounds like I'm listening to George Bush from circa 2002 in the wake of 9-11 or something. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Listen, my buddy Dr. Mike Venneri is a great guy, great friend of the show, and he is the master of dental implants. So when it comes to your smile, you got to go see him today, Dr. Mike Venaria, venariadental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, venariadental.com. He's the best. 
best at what he does, and he has two offices to serve you, Cinnaminson and Woodbury. So what are you waiting for? He's right over the bridge, and he's worth the trip. My mother came from all the way from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for Dr. Mike just recently, and Patrick had his appointment with Dr. Mike yesterday. That's right. I told you the entire Zioli family goes to see Dr. Mike Venaria. So what are you waiting for? Go see him today. Let's reach out to him at VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. And you'll see firsthand the great work that he does, the great people in his office, all of the absolutely wonderful people that work there and keep that office together. Great music playing in the background. It's just a really excellent dental experience. So if you need complicated dental work, like dental implants, there's no one better than Dr. Mike. So what are you waiting for? Reach out to him today. VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A. He's my buddy. He's my friend. He's the master of dental implants. Dr. Mike Venaria. VenariaDental.com. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We are live at the League of Municipalities Convention in Atlantic City. It is the big political who's who convention. The Republican County Chairman event. A lot of enthusiasm in the room. A lot of of great people and a lot going on too. Border crisis is costing taxpayers $451 billion annually according to a Republican report in National Review. And Disney World 
is now giving pronoun pins to their janitorial staff because obviously you need to know what pronoun your janitor is when he cleans up all the poop from these gender-neutral little five-year-olds, obviously. And uh, the national... What? <laughs> I always check the pronoun. Like if there's a toilet overflowing in the bathroom at Odyssey, when the janitor comes, I immediately, first thing I say is, excuse me, how do you identify I, I before I call you in the room? I can't envision a scenario in which there's like any custodian or janitor on the planet that needs to identify with a, a certain set of pronouns. Like that just doesn't seem to, to be a group of people. You don't think it's a huge priority for a janitor no, in general? No, absolutely not. Not, yeah, not well, a chance. Yeah, this is where you're wrong, Matt DeSantis. You're wait, so wait, out wait, of touch. wait. Now you are yes, saying Jim. the word Jan. Jan, you know what I mean? That's a woman's mm-hmm. name. That's true. So is this it is a, a good Jan point. Iter for a female and a Jimitor for a male? <laughs> I, I think What's Jan, I, I'm pretty sure Jan is gender neutral. It's one of those names, like Elliot. <laughs> So well, you know, we like are Pat. living. You, you, you know, there there are times that ET would not even come here. I e. wish phone. I could get an ET ship and go home. Exactly. There's a prominent mental health organization that has come out in support of transgender ideology, demanding that counselors affirm feelings of gender dysphoria in patients. It's the American School Counselor Association, which reports a membership of 43,000 counselors and has certified trainers across the country, demanding that school counselors promote affirmation for those who identify as transgender. Quote, schools should make every effort to use students' chosen slash affirmed names on student records, even if a legal name change has not been made. Uh, The organization, which hosts professional development events attended by thousands of counselors, goes on to push for policies that allow boys to have access to girls' bathrooms and locker rooms. Students have the right to use restrooms and locker rooms matching their gender identity, it says. Another document from the organization is titled School Counselors and LGBTQ++ IA, every letter of the alphabet, Ute tells counselors to support an inclusive curriculum at all grade levels and promote policies that effectively reduce the use of offensive language. Now, I don't want anyone to be offended, but they don't mean actually reducing the use of offensive language. What they mean is saying what the woke left wants you to say, which is that if a five-year-old comes in and says, a girl, and says, I'm a boy, you have to say, okay, well, hi, what's your, what's your name? What's your pronoun? What do you want to wear? And then we won't tell your parents. That's what's happening. School counselors are being trained to only affirm students' transgender identities. Not only to do that, but regardless, they are also now doing this behind the backs of parents. Said January Little John, a parent advocate for Do No Harm. We've had Do No Harm on the show before. This is not in the best interest of the child and or the parent-child relationship. It's exactly right. But it's what I mean about the Democrat Party being freaking nuts and going further and further left. So if there are people out there who are black and Latino and white and find this to be incredibly offensive, they're not wrong because this is crazy and does not relate to mainstream America. It's part of the reason why you have guys like Nate Silver and others coming out and saying it's risky for Democrats to nominate Biden. And and the little troll under the bridge, Randy Weingarten, is coming out there and saying that the reason why uh, she's she's upset right now, the reason why people are upset at her, I should say, is because she's gay and she's uh, a woman and she's uh, a troll and she's Jewish and something or other. 
all the excuses that she's made for why people are criticizing her, not the fact that we hate the fact that she sided with the teachers union. She's kept, we kept her kids home. She was a big, huge advocate against school choice and still is to this day. No, 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 it's none of those things. People are just anti, um, anti-troll. Because really, that's, let's face it, Randy Weingarten is the troll under the bridge. So it really just comes to the fact that she's, we are anti-troll. And there you go. 855-839-1210 is the number. If you, do you have the audio of that, Matt DeSantis? I don't know if, if I can pull up the cut sheet. If you have the troll under the bridge, Randy Weingarten. Uh, I do not. That's right. Don't worry about it. Uh, Dom played it earlier on his show, and I think it's very, very important to hear uh, me tell it more than her say it, because then you have to listen to that grating, grating voice. But <laughs> any criticism of her really, truly, is just because she's Jewish and a woman, and that's and gay. A Jewish, a, a gay Jewish woman. I have it if you want it. Oh, you if, do have if it. If you do want to hear her, her troll voice. Nah, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. That's it. I've had it. That's all. That's all. I'm done with it. A 440-pound con- convicted killer was spared prison over a bad diet. This is what I want to hear. No, this is good. I don't know why you're laughing. I, this is the right way to handle these things. Uh, this, this man now is a 440-pound Italian man. At C8, a lot of gabagool in his day. He's uh, convicted of viciously knifing his girlfriend to death during an argument over breadcrumbs in bed. Look, I almost was murdered over breadcrumbs in bed. It's a big thing among Italians. It's a true story. No joke. What happens is you're, you're in bed, you're late night watching a movie, and you're having a little veal parmesan. Am I right? And then some breadcrumbs spill around you, and the wife gets upset and goes, Hey! Excuse me, I said you get that friggin' of breadcrumbs out of this bed. Don't eat a veal parmesan in the bed, eh? And then you wind up, you know, stabbing her to death, which uh, happens in Italian marriages all the time. I can't tell you the number of Italians that murder their spouse. I mean, it's got to be at least 85, 90%, at least that high. Anyway, uh, the breadcrumb uh, in bed fight is a big is a big thing. Dimitri Fracano, he's from Biella, Italy, slaughtered uh, his 25-year-old girlfriend while the pair was vacationing in Sardinia. He stabbed her 57 times after she chided him for ha- leaving too many breadcrumbs in their hotel room bed. The other thing is, is too, is that uh, in addition, they were the seasoned breadcrumbs, which are the fugazi kind. You know, they already have the spices in them. Don't do that. Don't do that. Make your own freaking breadcrumbs. Don't buy breadcrumbs. That's the other thing. That's really, now I'm on a tangent now. Don't buy breadcrumbs. Make breadcrumbs. You take bread. You make crumbs. It's not that freaking hard. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, he uh, tripped, tipped the scales at 260 pounds in 2019 when he was sentenced to 30 years on a murder conviction. But because of delays caused by COVID, he did not begin serving his term until April of 2022. Well, the past year, his weight has ballooned to more than 440 pounds leading this cor- the court in Turin, Italy, to release him from prison on medical grounds. They ruled that he can no longer remain behind bars because he is incompatible with his prison regime due to his heft, which makes it difficult for him to get around without a wheelchair or crutches. He's also a chain smoker. <laughs> his uh, incarceration also puts his life at risk because prison officials are unable to provide the low-calorie diet he needs to shed the pounds, according to the judges. He will serve out the rest of his sentence under house arrest at his parents' home near Milan, where he can sit in his fat ass for the rest of his life and um, hopefully die. That's nuts. So. The guy gains 180 pounds in prison and they have to release him because of it? Yeah. Yeah, 
scusi, eh? I can barely get out of this bed, eh? How am I gonna go and play out in the yard, eh? Eh? Do you think the food in the Italian prison is just that delicious? Uh, I think the food in Italian prisons is probably the greatest food you could ever have in your life. It probably Every is. day is linguine carbonara. Every day is... Uh, Cacio e pepe. Every day. Oh, Cacio e pepe again. Not again. Not again. Thank you. Yes, it's kind of like what it's like, but Italian. But Italian. <laughs> Uh, 855-839-1210. Speaking of uh, Italians, you know, as I am one, some of the Italians on the Supreme Court, like, for example, Justice Samuel Alito and others, have a new ethics code. They don't need one, but they have one. Will this shut up the left? Of course not. But the left is always going to complain. This is why the Supreme Court should not ever listen to them. Because now what they're doing is they're all running around and saying that the ethics code the Supreme Court adopted is not serious enough. You cannot win with these people. You cannot win, so don't try to. The Supreme Court of the United States of America adopts an ethics code after getting blasted by the left. And they went after people like Justice Thomas and Justice Alito. Now remember something. They don't need anyone to police them except for Congress. Congress was looking to intimidate the justices. The justices figured if we pass a speech code or ethics code, they'll leave us alone. They're not leaving you alone. They're not leaving you alone, and they never will. The goal here is to then find something else they can target. Because until the Supreme Court becomes a super legislature with 14 justices who will decide things that Congress does not have the cojones to touch, the left is never going to stop coming after them. The, the, The truth is that you and I both know that many, if not all, of these policies that the left is pushing right now These policies would never pass Congress, but they would pass a 14-person Supreme Court. They would pass that, and that's what the left ultimately wants. You think for a second that if you had a bill in Congress to ban gas stoves, that would pass? That would never pass. Are you kidding me? Not in a million years. They would never pass it. But I digress. I started this segment by saying that I wanted to play for you what Nikki Haley said. Before I play what Nikki Haley said, I want to play for you what New York Governor Kathy Hochul said. And I'd like you to tell me the difference between these two tyrants. First of all, this is the governor of New York, Nikki Haley. I sent this to you. I played this for you yesterday. Talking about what she wants to do to monitor people on social media. Take a listen. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms. And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Because personal security is about everything for them. As I said, no one walking down the street or in the subway should feel they have to find to hide any indications of what their religious beliefs are. We expect to see people celebrating their lives, walking about freely, and that is no longer the case because people are living in fear. They have a right to do whatever they want here in the state of New York. Okay. Think of the themes here. 
People are living in fear. Words hurt. Words scare you. Uh, the government has to monitor speech to keep you safe. Keep, keep those themes in mind, right? The government has to monitor speech to keep you safe and make sure you're safe. All right. Here is Nikki Haley. I challenge you, if you support Nikki Haley, if you are a Republican and you support Nikki Haley, I challenge you to point out the difference in what they're saying. They're, they're both, there's different words involved, obviously, but point out to me the difference in terms of what the chilling effect on the First Amendment would be and the power you'd be handing over to the police state all under the guise of keeping you or the country safe. Take a listen. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, Social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say. And it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. When I get into office, the first... Okay, first of all, uh, you have no right to ask for tech firms to turn over their algorithms to the government. That is their property. You don't have a right to that. That's their intellectual property, number one. Number two, I don't give a damn about civility. Civility means that conservatives and libertarians have to shut their mouths and be good. It means that the mom who's upset about COVID vaccines has to sit down and shut up because she's afraid about losing her job. It means that the dad who's upset about his kid wearing a mask in school has to sit down because he's worried about losing his job and has to sit down and shut up. That's what civility means. Civility means we silence you. That's what civility means. And if you can't be anonymous when you post on social media, literally exactly what the founding fathers did. The founding fathers of this country wrote the Federalist Papers under pseudonyms. Publius, for example. And they did that because they knew that the British government would kill them. The king would hang them if they were to be outed. So now Nikki Haley wants to get rid of your anonymity. So you cannot be anonymous when you criticize your government. The effect of that is people are going to shut up. They're going to be afraid. Their employer might find out who they are. The government may come after them. The IRS may find out who they are. The IRS may come after them. There's a guy going to prison for 60 days, 60 days, for making a joke about voting for Hillary Clinton by text message. You're telling me that this so-called Republican, this Fugazi Republican, this neocon hack, this tyrant, will not allow me to criticize my government anonymously? To hide it from my, my employer? To hide it from my, my friends and my coworkers? What if I don't want my pastor knowing what I'm saying, Nikki? What if I don't want my friends and neighbors knowing what I'm saying, Nikki? What if I don't want civility on social media, Nikki? But you see how she does, just like Kathy Hochul, under the guise of keeping me safe? Well, I have to do it to protect you from Russian bots, Iranian bots, and Chinese bots. We have to have you register with the government so we can monitor your speech. And we have to have the government have the codes, the algorithms, for social media companies so that we can tweak them if necessary. Oh, under the guise of keeping you safe. And also so that you'll think twice about speaking out against your government and criticizing it. If you support this person, you are not a real Republican. You're a fraud. You are. She's a fraud. Nikki Haley is a fraud. Nikki Haley is a fraud. I cannot say it to you enough. There is no difference in listening to Kathy Hochul and Nikki Haley. They are both frauds. They are both tyrants. Nikki Haley is a tyrant. 
She will shut down and destroy my ability to criticize my government anonymously. Something that it goes back literally to before the Revolutionary War. Before the Revolutionary War. And during the Revolutionary War. And after the Revolutionary War during the Constitutional Convention. When you still had the founders writing anonymously. But not under Nikki Haley's world. In Nikki Haley's world, I have to register my social media account. I have to be who I am. And the government gets to know exactly what I say, when I say it. And if they don't like it, I guess they can do something about it. They have more than enough resources to do something about it. They can target me with the IRS. They can come after me with the FBI, just like they did to Pastor Mark Houck. They have so many resources to punish me. Just enough for me to know, just like Merrick Garland did with the school board's letter, maybe I'll just stay quiet. Maybe I'll just stay silent. And instead of me anonymously posting on Facebook about how COVID vaccines are causing this or masking our children is that or the transgender curriculum is leading to this, I just won't say anything because now I can't even hide under a pseudonym. I have to register with the government. So I'll just shut up and be quiet and the left can win because their ideas are so popular in the public square and they can say whatever they want. And you and I, we will say nothing. Because now we can't even hide under the anonymity that's afforded to us under the First Amendment. There's nothing in the First Amendment that says your speech is protected as long as the government knows who you are when you're saying it. Do you imagine that? Nikki Haley is a tyrant. We will not win if she's the nominee. We will lose. We will lose. And America will lose regardless if Nikki Haley's the nominee. Please, do not back this fraud. It is time for conservatives to speak up and say what we all know. She is a warmonger. She's a tyrant. She's a neocon hack, and she will bend over backwards to support the left. She will do whatever she has to do to be popular. She's a fraud, and she needs to drop out of the race. She is not a Republican. Well, I guess she is in the context of the old-school George W. Bush neocon Republican establishment people. She needs to go. And I'm tired of the fact that now the Republican establishment is pouring billions of dollars into her race to stop Donald Trump. Call it out. We will not win if she's the nominee. I don't care if she has a vagina. It means nothing. It means nothing. And that's what you're hearing right now from people. Oh, only a woman can get the nominee. Only a woman can win. Why? Why do you assume that women only vote for other women? Why do you assume that that matters to people? Women who love freedom and liberty, reject tyranny. I had two friends of mine who were both women who saw that clip of Nikki Haley and they both said the same thing to me. She's a tyrant. These are young, working moms with kids. And they both said the same thing to me. She's a tyrant. They don't want to vote for her. Enough. It is time for Nikki Haley to go. We got a big fourth and final hour coming up, abbreviated because of basketball, but don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.